Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Raina. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Hey guys, welcome back to Real Talk. Hi guys. We are excited to be here today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for today. Um, a lot of people have asked us. So Raina has her own magazine. Mm-hmm. I have a dance studio. And we both started this podcast together. And a lot of people have asked us how we did all these things. Yep. So literally, how? What steps we took? <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about those steps. We're going to break it down for you guys and um, also tell you kind of why we decided to start the different businesses and the different endeavors that we started. Yeah. So, Raina, talk to us about your magazine. Um, Why did you start it in the first place? Like, what was your reasoning or mission behind it? Yeah, um, this is great practice because, you know, most of the time people ask you, like, why you started a business. And it's always hard because you have your one-liner, like, I started this because of X, Y, and Z. Um, But basically, I started my magazine because of the fact that I was feeling like people needed to have a place, especially women of color, needed to have a tangible place where they could go and feel understood um and so I really love magazines because it's something that you can hold in the same way that you can read a book you like hold it and when you feel a need to go read whatever your favorite author is saying you can just grab it off the bookshelf um and so I wanted like something a tangible a tangible way for people to turn to you know when they felt misunderstood or when they wanted to like you know feel like they had something to read that really under um really represented them And so basically me and my really good friend, her name's Marlon, shout out Marlon, um, we started this women of color centered magazine that aims to spread light and healing. And so what we mean by that is that we wanted to have a magazine where people could really like see their voices represented in media, the way that they're represented. So we didn't want to do any type of editing like we don't even edit out cuss words we don't even do all that because we wanted people to really feel like the way that they were in the place that they were even if they were growing or anything like that was valid and that they could spread light and that they could still heal in the place that they were and so we had this like brand meeting at the beginning of the year to talk about you know like what are we actually what problem are we actually solving And what we ended up deciding is that like a lot of people are going through mental health issues and especially women of color and on Instagram and social media and stuff like that. It always tells you where you need to be. So it's like even in your mental health journey, like you always see people who is like, oh, I overcame or like, um, you know, I lost 10 pounds or I'm so mentally and physically and spiritually there. Like you always see that. And I felt like there was no really true representation of people where they are and what they're going through in their heads at that time and so basically we have this magazine and so we have diary entries from people like they scan them in handwritten um we have think pieces that we incorporate poetry art and then what we also do is we highlight um between like five and seven women in the dmv area who are spreading light in their communities so that's like your local shop owner who's like moms and kids and everyone can come to this shop and like feel warm and stuff like that and um just like anyone that you meet where you're like wow this person is really spreading light we tell their stories and the reason behind that is because most of the time you know when you look at a magazine it's like 
you're looking at stars a lot of the time. So you're looking at actresses or even if it's a social justice type of magazine, you're still looking at people who like started an NGO or are leading protests. Like you never really pay attention to the people who are building community like in their own communities. Um, And so we talk, we mainly talk to people that are doing that. um, And we want to balance it between like people who are starting stuff and then just like everyday people who we find are interesting. And so last issue, we talked to like a professor, I went to a PWI, which is like a predominantly white institution. And so we only have 7% students of color. And we talked to a professor who was like a known black professor about like what it's like to be a professor at a PWI and, you know, what advice she could give to students of color um we talked to someone on social media who was helping people combat like fat phobias and um helping people like feel good in their skin so we talked to like all of these different types of people and tell their stories and stuff um but that was a lot longer than i thought (laughs) that i (laughs) that i would explain but that's a little bit about what my magazine's about and why we started it that is amazing mm-hmm. and and it's true what you said like you see magazines with the famous people and you know even the higher up people in our community yeah. you don't really hear from just an average your average neighbor yeah you know so it's really cool to that you guys um decided to do that that that's amazing yeah and how did you go about like because I know it's like published mm-hmm. and you guys have sold different, you know, copies and things like that. Like, yeah. Tell us, tell us the process. Okay. Because I know nothing <laughs> about magazines. So if anyone wants to start a magazine, listen right now. Yeah. Because Raina is going to go through how that went. Yeah. Or any sort of type of publication. So basically we were lucky with the first issue because since we were in college so if you're in college college is a great place to get funding because you can get partnerships so like you just have to get buy-in for your idea and so for us we went to um this like what's it's just like AU's women's society basically and we asked them you know like this is our idea we're here specifically for women of color but mainly for all women um do you like this idea like would you help partner with us to help us fund it and so then they did but me and marlon graduated um last year and so now we're trying to start a magazine all on our own without college funding Mm -hmm. and so what we did with that is we applied for a lot of grants and um that's a really good place to go especially if you're a woman there's a lot of places that can give you money to start your organization um you just have to look for like women-owned businesses and stuff like that and then we applied for a grant in washington dc called the rockstar fund and we won and so we got two thousand dollars to like start our magazine so issue two we're doing everything off of that two thousand dollars so like that helped us a lot because we're not starting from zero you know what i mean and so um we're trying to get our website up and running with that cost because it's a lot of money to like get a website um especially if you're using wix and or squarespace and then yeah or yeah GoDaddy is a good one because that one you just pay the little twenty dollars for your domain you gotta (laughs) design it and it's usually pretty good um but yeah so like we have all the money for our website and then publishing we're using them that money as well and so if you're selling something so if you're selling a magazine if you're selling jewelry if you're anything like that you want to make sure that you budget it out so that you're um getting a profit from it so for example Mm -hmm. each magazine when we publish it costs like ten dollars to publish each issue right and so it's like okay we're gonna upcharge that but like five dollars so we're gonna sell it for 15 or whatever it is 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did a lot of grants. And if you're selling something too, a good way to do is to reach out to people. Like, do not be scared to talk to people. Because right now, issue one is being sold in the National Museum of Women in the Arts up in Washington, D.C. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. You are famous. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not. And this was all, like, luckily, because I have Marlon, like, oh, so much stuff was done, like, in partnership. And, like, I'm so grateful for Marlon. Yeah. Um, and I tell her that all the time. But, yeah, so basically, we just, like, reached out to people. And Marlon loved talking to people. So she was, like, I sent an email to National Mu- Museum for Women in Arts. And then she popped up at their store and was, like, hey, this is our magazine. Can you, do you, are you interested in selling it at your store? And it turns mm-hmm. out that one of the ladies emailed us back and was, like, hey, I looked through your magazine. I love it. Like, we're going to start with five copies for now. But when issue two comes out, like, let us know when it came out and we'll buy more for the store. So, yeah, so, and then um, this place called Femme Fatale in Washington, D.C., which Mm -hmm. is also another store, they agreed to sell um, Lumen in their store. There's another store in D.C. called Sankofa who agreed to sell Lumen in their store. So pretty much you need to ask. (laughs) You just... You need to ask. You need to ask, and you need to tell them why you should choose us. So it's like, for example, if you're making earrings or something, you need to figure mm-hmm. out why your earrings are better than Sue, Joe, and Bob's earrings and then, yeah. like, push that onto people. And so say, like, you should buy my, you should sell my earrings in your store because they're eco-friendly and da-da-da-da-da and made and our benefits go to X, Y, and Z. And so that's what we did. Yeah. We told them predominant, the, um, the most amount of voices from the magazine are from D.C., and so or the DMV area and so you should sell it because of that and then we just told them like who we are like we know that a lot of people is like oh print is dead like why would you start a magazine and so we kind of kind of twist it and so one thing that is interesting with marketing is it's like you can sell anything if you have the right like if you have the right pitch and so we were talking about how like record players are back like everybody's trying to buy records and so this whole idea about nostalgia is a thing and so it's like if we can use this idea of nostalgia that people are already buying anyways like people are buying the little butterfly barrettes to put in their hair from like the 90s and stuff then we could sell a magazine like things are coming back and so um yeah and so then that's what we did so we just talked to people we put ourselves out there we applied for all these types of grants we talked to people to get it in the stores and now like we're seeing the benefits and you just have to have faith and patience because like you're gonna get a lot of no's before you get any type of yeses you know so that's really good and it it reminds me of um, a scripture in the bible where it says you have not because you ask Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like so many of us like we just don't ask and so we don't get it but if we asked and they said no, then okay, yeah, you know the response. Exactly. You know? But a lot of us, a lot of us grow up in fear, or we grow up um, with this idea in our mind that if we do go and ask, we'll look stupid. Yep. And it's like that's okay. You don't look stupid because rich people asked to get to where they are. Yeah, you know that's that's how they got to that place because they weren't afraid to ask for the loan or ask for you know all these different things. But for us, you know. We try to keep this image, even especially as minorities, Mm -hmm. I feel like we try to keep this image of, okay, I'm going to look dumb if I go ask. So I just won't ask and I just won't do anything. Yeah. And that's obviously, 
we see where that's taken us. <laughs> exactly. And also the other thing, bef- way before quarantine, obviously, but like talking to people was huge for us because it is nerve wracking. Like you don't want to get into a conversation with someone and be like, let me tell you about my business. Like, you know, you don't want to do that. But sometimes yeah. you just don't know. Like, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what connections they might have. Um, you don't know how they could possibly help you and how you could help them. Um, yeah. So that's another thing. We, like, made little business cards because we were going places. And so we realized we were like, oh, we don't have we don't have anything to give people. Like, it doesn't look cute if we're just like, here, wait, hold on. Let me grab a piece of paper and take my number. So we made yeah. business cards. And so we started looking for all of these events in D.C. that would have a lot of, like, women's empowerment type of people there. And we started going to those events and asking questions. And if we ever ran into someone, we would say, like, oh, this is our magazine and blah, blah, blah. And, like... I mean, that reaped so many benefits. Like, issue two now, we have an ad in it, but the ad looks so good. Like, it just looks like a part of our magazine. But someone paid us to put an ad in our magazine. And, like, it goes with our flow and everything. And that's just because we met. Like, we met her at an event. And then Marlon started partnering with her on her fashion line and stuff like that. And then she was just like, yeah, I would be interested in buying space in your magazine. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Just from talking. Y'all, you just got to talk. T- you just <laughs> got to. Even if you're nervous, you just, uh, you have to because you just don't know. You don't know. Yeah. That is, that's something I'm not great at with my studio. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'll kind of forget that I own a studio. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will be like, oh, you own a studio. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Um, yeah, do you want to come? <laughs> you know, like, I'll forget. And so that's something I, I really have to get better at because I really... I'm not great. (laughs) But that's really good advice. And, you know, I don't know. The biggest thing I got from what you said is really to be bold. Yeah. To ask and to just put yourself out there, even if you get rejections, because you're going to get rejected. Yeah. Like, you you just have to be okay with rejection, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't start a business and not talk about it and just expect people to know about it. (laughs) You know, and that's... (laughs) that's half of it but but yeah like walk us through how you did psalm studios like i i i just can't <laughs> like you started a whole thing a whole thing and it's just so crazy oh to God. i'm and i'm excited to know about it because you have a space you have a website you have a bomb instagram presence so walk us everything you got your papers you do taxes <laughs> We do do taxes, okay? <laughs> IRS, we do the taxes. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, honestly. Well, first, I, I'll say this. Like, I never wanted to start any type of business. Mm-hmm. Like, Raina, I never saw myself doing anything like this mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, I just want to do regular stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but um, I... So I'm going to take it back for you guys. I started, I was teaching dance and teaching mime at my church, right? Um, And we had like a play coming up. So I was like choreographing for multiple different things. And I would come in and choreograph and leave because I couldn't like stay. Um, And people kept asking me, they were like, do you teach anywhere? And I was like, eh, you know, I teach at my my old dance studio sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, not really. And they were like, you should teach somewhere. We would come and, um, we would come and learn from you because you're really good. And I was like, whatever. And I really didn't think much about it. Mm -hmm. 
I, it, it was just kind of something I heard all the time. And I was just like, whatever. And then one day, I don't know, maybe I kept hearing it enough. And my mom would always talk about it too. Like, you should start something. You should start a dance studio. And I was like, you know, I don't love dance that much. Mm -hmm. I do. But, you know, in just my head, I'm just like, eh. Mm -hmm. um, and so one day, honestly, I just made a website. <laughs> and this, that probably sounds really crazy. <laughs> but my first step was making a website. And... Um, well, first finding a name, right? So I found, I, I figured out a name. I was like asking people like, what would you name it? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of, because um, I knew I wanted a biblical um, name in it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what, you know, I wanted people to know when they saw the name that it was a Christian place. Mm -hmm. um, so I started with the name. And then once I had the name, I made a website immediately. And mm -hmm. I actually used Wix first mm -hmm. because it was free, mm -hmm. right? And so I was like, okay, it's a free website. And they give you like templates yeah. and things like that. So it was really simple and really easy to just go on and, and make a website. Mm -hmm. Now, the only thing I didn't like about Wix was um, obviously like, the you know the www dot blah 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 yes. it was super long and super ugly yeah and I had it on my business cards and it just did not look good yeah um so eventually I, I got I made I made a different website with a different um place mm -hmm. I actually use GoDaddy now um but I started a website and I ordered some business cards off Vistaprint mm -hmm. and. Honestly, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, seriously, because I had to make contracts. I had to make um, all these different things because I'm having a dance studio. Yeah. So I have to make sure that people sign something that if they get injured, they can't blame. They can't sue me. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people helped me. Like my uncle gave me a lot of advice. Um, I had friends from church that own businesses. Mm -hmm. They gave me a lot of advice. Um, I have a an adult friend at church that actually works for the government and does government contracts. Mm -hmm. So I sent her my contract and she looked it over mm -hmm. and she said it looked great, but that's because I did a lot of research. Mm -hmm. um, but like it, you know, we started with that and I used um, a website called like eForms mm -hmm. and you can get a lot of free templates on there. Um, I'll go into that later, but <clears throat> so I started the website um, and then we had our first day at the yard sale and we registered a good amount of people we made probably like seven hundred dollars that day mm -hmm. just from registering people and it was really crazy to see but it was like this is real you know mm -hmm. um but um so let me take it back a little bit so to start the business you have to have a well for most businesses you have to have a business license mm -hmm. right the dance studio, though, dance studios are one business, and there's a few businesses that you do not have to have a business license. Really? So, yeah, it was really interesting because I, I was researching. I was like, okay, do I need this? Do I need this? Do I need this? And, you know, before you're starting any business, figure out, does my specific business need a license? And dance studios aren't one that need a, needed a license. Mm -hmm. So that was a good thing for me. Um, but after that... So for a little while, I used my own um, account to do money transfers and things because you had to have certain documents to have a business account and I didn't have them yet. But um, when I got my EIN, so do you know what an EIN is? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so it's like your it's like your social security number, but for your business, yeah. right? So if you're trying to start a business, get an EIN, figure out what type of business you want to have. So, you know, there's like corporation, mm-hmm. there's like an LLC, which is an, a limited liability company. Mm-hmm. There's a single member LLC. So I'm a single member LLC because I'm the only employee technically mm-hmm. and I'm the only one in charge, right? Um, but there's... So many different things. And also see if you need to do that. Because some people just have businesses on the side and they don't need to do all that stuff. Because, yeah. you know, if you do it like this, you're going to have to pay the government. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you do side stuff, I don't know. You might be able to, you know, not trust the, the cash and things like that. But if you do it like this, just know you will have to pay taxes. Um, so figure out what kind of business you want. Um, and then after that, Make a business account because that was something that was really hard to track when I did taxes because I had to figure out what was mine and what was Psalm Studios. Mm-hmm. So make a business account, but you have to get your articles of organization. Okay, so pretty much your articles of organization. I'm telling you, it's a lot of stuff. It was, you might have to rewind and go back. Yeah, take notes. We should have told people to get a pencil and a pen. I mean, a pencil and a piece yeah. of paper. <laughs> because it it was definitely a lot and it was a lot of research but um you know so if you're trying to do it the the proper way I guess I would say I would start with a website get some business cards um get your EIN um figure out what type of business you are um and then get your articles of organization so pretty much in Virginia the place that you get that so you go to the website go to um SCC I think it's state commission corporate commission something like that Mm. um and you pretty much just file for an articles of organization and if you use eforms.com you can look up the articles of organization paper and just print it out Mm -hmm. and you fill it out Mm. make sure you fill it out exact because that took me forever to get because i put prince william county and they sent it back because they wanted me to put Woodbridge. Stop. It's like so specific and it's so annoying. But they're super specific and it's like a hundred bucks. But, you know, it's after you do it one time. Um, I don't know if you have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't. But if you do, whatever. But it's a hundred bucks. Um, but after that, pretty much the state recognizes you as a business, mm-hmm. which is a really good thing. Um, and then once you have that, you can get a bank account because you need an articles of organization in order to get a bank account, Mm -hmm. a business bank account. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are like the different things I'm trying to think. But with everything else, honestly, like I did a lot of research. So for dance contracts and things like that, I just looked up like dance contracts and Mm -hmm. looked at different ones and, and, and figured stuff out, you know, um, for pricing, I literally looked at all the other dance studios in Woodbridge and made sure that my prices were lower than (laughs) (laughs) because I wanted to make sure the whole thing was like, I wanted to create a dance studio where people could come regardless of how much money they made. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people that have come and haven't even paid, Mm -hmm which some people might see as a bad thing, but I want to make sure that people are able to um, come and be able to dance and be able to kind of release those different things Mm -hmm. and not have to stress pain, Yeah, you know? And that's the biggest thing for me um, because dancing is so expensive. I mean, we grew up dancing. Yeah. And (laughs) it's crazy, like $300 a month, you know? Yeah. 
And so that was really my vision. Like, I want everyone to be able to dance and everyone to be able to have a place to come and and pray and have people around you that, you know, can keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's also become like a little family, which is really awesome. Um, But those are the different steps that I kind of took. And I mean, with taxes, I actually know someone at church that connected me to a tax guy Mm -hmm. that helped me for free, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. (laughs) Um, So again, it goes back to asking people, you know, hey, can we do a 30 minute? I did a lot of free consultations with people I know Mm -hmm. um, and took all the notes I needed and then went and used them. Yeah. Um, And also there is a, so there's a thing called Google Digital Garage, Mm -hmm. right? And right now they're actually offering a digital marketing certificate Mm -hmm. so you get a certification at the end if you pass um but it teaches you how to sell anything online how to have you know that social media presence and like it's really good and really informational and I did it um I finished it last week but like it's helped me Mm -hmm. you know um but if you have no business experience don't worry you can still start a business yeah seriously like, honestly, you can start a business and all you have to do is do research. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time, but, you know, and, and the, hopefully those steps help you. Like if you need more steps or you want more detail, because mm-hmm. I didn't go super into detail, like just let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can contact us on Instagram. We'll leave it in the comments. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of how I went about things mm-hmm. for marketing and things. Um at first, I was just kind of doing what I thought people would reach people, mm-hmm. but then I know I met with you, <laughs> and you gave me some really awesome like um, advice on how to market things, mm-hmm. so I've been trying to use that, um, but, you know, really, really, really just researching yeah. and asking God to help you, yeah. because also, <laughs> having a business, Raina, I have learned that some people, especially even Christians, mm-hmm. like, they are... With when it comes to money, mm-hmm. people are mm-hmm, nasty sometimes. <laughs> like I had an experience where pretty much um, this lady wanted me to give her children a free class mm-hmm. because she couldn't make it the week before. Mm-hmm. What? And it was just this whole situation. Yeah. And I literally had to just ask the Lord in that moment, like, okay, God, do I sit here and, and, and explain to her why again, Yeah. or do I show your grace right now and allow her to have that for free so that there's no um, argument Yeah. because I could feel that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Just, you know, you can feel that. Mm-hmm. So I told her, okay, all right, you know, that's okay. But next time you do have to pay, yeah. you know, and, and so sometimes too, as being a Christian business, I had to, I have to learn that. Not everything deserves an argument or not everything deserves a a million explanations yeah. because sometimes you have to just let those people go. Um, and sometimes the Lord will remove certain people, mm-hmm. you know, because of certain situations and that's okay. Yeah. But I, I do believe, you know, that um, especially being a, a Christian business owner, like you have to handle business differently than you would a regular business. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've really learned. You know, I don't, I don't do things how a normal, a lot of people give me advice, but I have to filter it Yeah, because some things are worldly things or, you know, just business minded. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, trying to 
do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still want to you want to be business minded, but you also have to be Christ minded mm-hmm. because you know it's a different mission yeah. that we have. Um, so it's definitely different owning a Christian business, but it's amazing and just honestly like keeping up to date with different things like um, holidays and things like that to you know filter out to the public mm-hmm. and you know just just different. Um, just different marketing things just to really try to say, okay, like what's my audience? You know, who am I trying to reach? Yeah. And, um, and you, I mean, you're amazing at that. You really helped me with your, with your steps. Seriously. <laughs> Raina's really good at marketing. And Aww, she really thanks. helped me to have a template of how I reach people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the steps um, that I took for the business. So, and it's been a crazy ride, but honestly, just, just research and, and, and have faith, but really research yeah, like, and ask people, ask people for help. Yeah. What was the scariest part about starting a business for you? Mm, that's a good question. Um, being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to take on a lot of different things and, a business has never been one of them. So, you know, and other things I've been experienced with it. So I, I knew that I could do it. Mm-hmm. But with this, it was kind of that just kind of jumping off the ledge yeah. and hoping that like my rope doesn't break, <laughs> you know, um, that that really was the scariest. And and even now, what's scary is like um, seeing the future of it. Mm-hmm. Because although, you know, um, especially with this coronavirus, like we've lost people yeah. through the coronavirus because we're all virtual yeah. and there's nothing we can do, yeah. you know? Um, so just seeing the future of it and where God's going to take it and, you know, what the future looks like, that's scary too. Yeah. Um, what about you? What was the scariest part of your magazine journey? No, I mean, I think it's the same. And I think it's that's what the scariest part it is about starting a business right is you're literally venturing out into the unknown you're actually stepping out on faith like (laughs) um because you just don't know where it's gonna go and i mean yeah i would say just being scared of failure is definitely valid and something that both marlon and i are working through but at the same time um we always come to it where it's like it will work out how it's going to work out, which is good. But, (laughs) but at the same time, um, like even with issue two, we're trying to release it in the middle of this coronavirus. And we had a, we had the space booked for our launch party for May 1st and everything. Like we were so ready. We had it all planned. Like we were going to have up to 60 people there and that's guaranteed like 60 magazine sales at least. And it was just going to be this beautiful moment, um, for our launch and that got completely sidelined because of the quarantine and so now we're trying to figure out like how do you launch something (laughs) in the middle of this but yeah you know every maybe you could do like a virtual launch or something that's what I was thinking too I was just talking to Brandon about that yesterday because I was like you know we could do a virtual launch and so more people would come because it's virtual or like more people would be able to come like if they live in New York or um different areas but then at the same time you don't have like the food you know people come to launch parties because they know they're gonna get fed they're gonna see their friends um so, yeah, we're exploring some options, but it's a really okay. weird time that we're living in. <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely, definitely is. But, 
I mean, hopefully it'll all work out. And if not, do it later and have it in person because mm-hmm. I would love to come. Yeah. You know, I think that would be really awesome. I know. I'm so excited. We planned it out. So I'll keep you updated. Yeah. See. Well, let's talk about this podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how did we, how did this come about? And what, what did we do here? This was a very interesting ride. Yeah. Yes, it was <laughs> because it was an immediate ride. Like we just jumped on. <laughs> We sure did. Do you want to tell this story? You can tell this story. Okay. Um, well, we kind of, so we met actually to talk. So Raina's really good at marketing. So I wanted her to help me with my marketing at Psalm Studio. Um, and so we met one day um, and we went out to eat and we were just talking for hours, literally. We talked, we, first of all, we were waiting for like two hours, <laughs> but we talked the whole time. And then we sat at the table and we were there for like another two hours. So we were there for a long time, but it was, it was really good. Um, and Raina was like, Leticia, you should start a podcast. And I was like, hey, you should do it with me. And then we did it. <laughs> yep. That's, that's what, that's it, folks. That's it. <laughs> Leticia messaged me the full story. <laughs> she messaged me that night talking about I ordered our microphone on Amazon. It will be here on Tuesday. When are you free? And then I said I'm free on Thursday. <laughs> yes, and we recorded the first podcast literally like what it was a Saturday night and we recorded it on Thursday. So that just tells you how quick we ran into this. <laughs> but it's been good, um, I think. You know, it has been. This is what our eleventh episode, which is crazy. I know <laughs> we've done one every week. Yeah, so eleven weeks. Oh, it's so it's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. I know. <sighs> but um, so we started out. Well, first of all, we just recorded it on Audacity, right? Mm-hmm. So we got we had a microphone. We recorded it together. Um, and right now, unfortunately, we do, we've been doing it virtually for yeah. like a long, like five six weeks now. Yeah. Um. But um, we had our microphones and we would record. Um, and then I had to do a lot of research because I had to figure out what an RSS feed was. And y'all, I, oh my gosh, it took me so long. I had to figure out what it was. I had to like, re- I was so confused for a long time, but I figured it out. Um, and I think the first week we were just up on YouTube. Mm-hmm, or yeah. It was just YouTube. Um, and then, so if you're trying to start a podcast, um, we use rss.com mm-hmm. um, because so SoundCloud also you could do it on SoundCloud because they already have an RSS feed but you can only do so many minutes mm-hmm. and after like our fifth episode it was like oh now you need to purchase and I was like no <laughs> so but you do have to pay for podcast um, but we use RSS rss.com um and pretty much all you do is you just record it so we record it on audacity Mm -hmm. um we cut it we mix it together Mm -hmm. add our intro um and then we put it on the rss feed we add our title our description Mm -hmm. our tags um and then once we click submit or schedule or whatever once it posts because our RSS feed is in Apple and Spotify and Google Podcasts, it automatically adds it to it. So pretty much all you have to do, and it's actually really simple. Um, The research was hard because I had no idea how to do it, but once I figured it out, it's super simple. So you can use something like Buzzsprout or there's a lot of different podcast hosts Mm -hmm. 
Um, RSS is the cheapest that I believe is the cheapest because it's only $9.99. Mm-hmm. The other ones are like $12 and $15. Um, but yeah, we just post it on there and then you go to Google Podcasts and make an account and you just literally add the RSS feed and that is it. Yeah. So it's actually not that difficult. Um, and now you can try to do it for free, but you have to like create your whole own RSS. Like it's a lot. So you could try to do it for free and you can definitely do it, but it's a lot more work. Um, or you could just pay $10 a month and host it on everything. Mm-hmm. Cause to host it on other places is free. You just pay for the main um, hosting place. So we just pay for RSS.com mm-hmm. and everything else. You just put it on there for free. Yeah. Um, and if you get sponsors and things like that, you can make money off the podcast, which we need to start. I know. Um, <laughs> Anybody <laughs> got a business? <laughs> All right. We have business. I... We, we could do some. We could do some sponsoring. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is Song Studio. Come dance with us in Woodbridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you do, you know, sponsors and advertisements and things like that, um, you can pay for your podcast easily yeah you know um but it's actually a super simple process for anyone that wants to do it yeah and like when we first started especially when we were together um cutting it and editing it was so easy because we would just talk the whole time and then you would just have to put the intro in and even if you're not tech savvy like you can do it it's not hard at all yeah and watch youtube videos i'm telling you y'all you can learn anything on youtube (laughs) Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I have learned so many. I learned how to braid my hair. I learned all these different things on YouTube. Like, it literally teaches you. If you don't know how to cut music, go to YouTube. If you don't know how to add the intro, if you don't know how to put music on the intro, go to YouTube. You know, if you don't know how to add the intro before the thing, Mm -hmm. go to YouTube. Like, there's no excuse to say that you don't know how to do something yep. because YouTube can teach you everything. <laughs> so let's let's not live in excuses. <laughs> let's go and learn because a lot of people have a lot to say. Yeah. And you can say it for $10 a month. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, this is kind of a shorter podcast, but we really just wanted to show you guys, you know, the different steps we took and how possible it is for you to own your own business yeah, um, and to do your own, you know, whatever you want to do, it is possible. Yeah. yeah. Especially nowadays with the such easy access to the internet and things like that. So if you guys want to do it, please do it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And reach out to us if you have any questions about it, because we would both be really happy to talk to you about how to start a business and everything. Definitely. We have a lot of research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, cool. Well, if you guys, like we said, if you need to go back, rewind, do what you need to do yeah. because there's some good tips in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I didn't miss anything. You said everything you wanted to say? Yeah, I did. I just didn't say the name of my magazine, though. So. <laughs> well, that, that, that could be important. <laughs> okay so it's called lumen but it's spelled l-u-m-x-n okay Mm. and what does lumen mean so it means light 
it's like latin for light um but we really like the x in it just you know for stylistic things <laughs> um yeah. but also like a lot of times like different feminist magazines and organizations they spell women with an x to be inclusive like latin x for example mm. um okay. so we're doing that too you know that's really awesome yeah yes yeah, so check out her magazine it's lumen with an x <laughs> check out psalm studio yeah it's psalms studio um, and check out our podcast if you're listening already. You're already here. Yeah. But share it with your friends if you like it, if you want them to know yeah. um, how to start a business or any of our other topics. We talk about mm-hmm. healing. We talk about our testimonies. Mm-hmm. We talk about self-care, self-love, our hair. Yeah. Um, college. We talked about a lot. Yeah. Yes, college. And give us feedback, um, too. Like, Let and I were talking that we get feedback once in a while. But if you like it, if you hate it... Let us know. Yeah, if you hate it, especially. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> we um, we take criticism. Yes, we would take it and throw it in the trash. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We will listen. We will listen. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Ooh, all right, guys. Well, we love you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. Yep, love on you guys. Real talk. We'll see you next week. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.